Welcome to One Chapel. We're a family of neighborhood churches in the Austin area. Our vision is to help people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. It's a place to connect, grow, and serve the communities where we live. You can learn more about One Chapel and how to get involved at onechapel.com. And now, here's this week's message. Hey, I want to tell you a story. Uh, there was a, once a very rich man. He was nearing the end of his life. And as he was nearing the end of his life, he was discouraged. Why? Because he was realizing, I have so much, and I'm not going to be able to take it with me. And so he began to pray and ask God, God, could I please just take my wealth with me into the next life? Well, one evening, an angel appeared to this guy. An angel showed up and, and, said, and the guy said, listen, I just, I just want to be able to take some with me. Just would you, would you, and the angel said, listen, you can't do it. That's not the way this works. And the guy said, would you please just go ask? So the angel left, went to go ask. Several days later, the man was praying again that he would be able to take some of his wealth with him. The angel reappeared and said, okay, here's the deal. I went and asked. The Lord said, you can take one suitcase. You get one suitcase of your worldly wealth to take with you when you go. He said, great, that's, that's fine, that's enough, that's all I wanted. So the angel left and the man began to pack. He took out the largest suitcase that he could possibly find. He opened it up and he began to put in bricks of gold. Just gold brick after gold brick after gold brick. As much as he could fit in the suitcase. Then he zipped it up and set it beside his bed. Well, several weeks later, that man passed away. And he showed up in front of the pearly gates and met St. Peter there. St. Peter welcomed him and said, hey, welcome. Would you Wait a minute. You can't bring that in here. And the guy said, no, no, you don't understand. I, I got a deal. Uh, could you go check? And so St. Peter went and he checked. He came back and said, all right, talk to the Lord. You're right. You get one carry-on bag. So he said, come on in, but just real quick, I got to open it up. I got to just inspect it before you come in. He said, okay, that's fine. So St. Peter's thinking, well, what is it that this guy, all of his worldly wealth, what is it that he felt like he could not live without? And so he unzipped the suitcase, opened it up, looked inside and said, you brought pavement? It took a little while for some of you. Let's be honest, it was, it was, it was bad. It was just bad. I, I knew it was bad this morning. I knew it was bad early this week. It was bad, and I said it anyway. I apologize. But the point is still right. And the point is, there's so much in this life that we feel like is so important. And it really, at the end of the day, it ends up, it doesn't matter. And that's what we're talking about today. We're in this series, and we've just called it All That Matters. And we're talking in this season of our church about what it means to leave a legacy. And when we say legacy, what are we talking about? Well, we like to define it as a legacy, it's, it's living a life that lives beyond you. It's living a life that outlives you. It keeps going even after you're gone. And the reality is, there's a lot of stuff in our lives that don't matter. Like Netflix, at the end of the day, really doesn't matter. I like it, it just doesn't matter. Social media and all this time that we spend investing in it and curating the perfect profile, it really doesn't matter that much. If you're a Texas football fan, yesterday, <laughs> it mattered to some of you. Um, but there are a bunch of other things that really do matter, and those are the things that we should be about with our lives. And we all have this gravitational pull, though, towards selfishness towards what we want, towards having something right now. 
But I want you to elevate that today and remember that God has a purpose for every single person in this room. And that we as a church, we actually have a purpose and a plan for you too. We want everybody here to experience God. We want you to know him intimately and personally. Then we want you to be able to find some freedom in your life. Find freedom and move past. Settle your yesterdays. Be done with your history and move forward in the freedom that Jesus has provided for you. Then we want you to be able to discover some of your purpose. Why am I here and what am I supposed to do? And once you've done that, you do that so that you can then start to make a difference, which is the final thing. You can make a difference in the life of somebody else. You can start to leave a legacy. And this fourth thing, make a difference, that's actually what this whole series is about. Because I want you to be convinced today that the ultimate purpose of your life is to make a difference. The ultimate purpose of the reason why you're here on this earth is to make a difference. And my job here is to help try to get you to that point. To try to get you to the space where you say, that's me, that's the life I'm living, I'm working on making a difference. And we've been camping out in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so they may take hold of the life that is truly life. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? It says, command everybody who's rich, and by the way, that actually happens to be all of us comparatively with the rest of the world. Pastor Ross talked about that quite a bit last week. We're the rich ones, even if you don't feel like it. He says, so in this present world, do this good stuff, which means that there's another world coming. If there's a present one, there's another one. So be generous, be willing to share, lay up treasure in heaven for the coming age. So then there's another age too that's on the way. So Paul, he's introducing a topic here that Jesus uses, that the New Testament uses as a, as a motivation for us to make a difference here in this world, in our world, the world that we live in. And it's just one word, and I think it's, it's heaven. He's talking about heaven. See, the reality is you're not going to spend the vast majority of your life here in this form in this world. The reality is all of us are going to spend the vast majority of our life in eternity, somewhere else. Uh, so this is the main motivation for generosity, to do good, to be rich in good deeds, be generous. Because what we do, everybody, it matters. And not just here, but into eternity. But the truth is, heaven's got kind of a bad rap. Like a lot of people, if you ask them, so you want to go to heaven or you want to stay here? People are like, mm, yeah, well, they got Netflix in heaven. I, I think I, think I want to stay here because heaven doesn't sound that great. Because what they think is, well, heaven, that's, I mean, what, what really happens there in heaven? Are we going to be playing harps all the time? Like, isn't that the thing? I don't know if this is how you do it, but is it? Are you gonna, are you gonna, maybe that's how you do it in heaven. Uh, are we going to be sitting on fluffy clouds, like listening to choirs all day? Are we, we going to be fat baby cherubs, like with wings, wearing diapers? Is that, no, that's hell, actually, is what that is. That's not heaven. That's what hell looks like. But that's what a lot of people think. But, but heaven is an incredible place. It's a place that God has prepared for us, and you want to be there. In the full presence of God, it is going to be a glorious place. So I just want you to think about it today. And I want you to realize that there's more to life than this life. I just want that to get locked down inside of you. There's more to life than this life. But in our culture, we don't think very much about that because we think so much about now. We think so much about having instant access to goods and services and information. And in many ways, we do. I can show it to you that we're frustrated by it because when your web page doesn't load fast enough, you're like, Come on! 
Who am I not paying around here? Babe, what's our download speed? This is ridiculous. You know it because you've done it. I've done it. We get mad when the thing we ordered from Amazon off of our iPhone doesn't show up the same day. You gotta be kidding me. This is ridiculous. I might as well have just gone out, got in the car, drive to the store and get it myself. We've all said that from time to time. There's more to life than this life. In fact, we even have hashtags about this, like how we want to live for the moment. You may remember this from a while back. It's a little old now, but let's reach back into history, back to 2011, when Drake taught us this beautiful hashtag, and he just said, YOLO. Do you remember? YOLO, and it meant you only live once. And that's awesome. It's fun. That's really, that's really cool, but, but it's not true. <laughs> you don't just live once. There's another age. There's another thing coming. You don't just live once. And while that's encouraging, it's adventurous, it's kind of cool, you don't just live once. And actually, it's not very helpful to think about life like that, to think about living life in that way for the now. So I think we should start a new hashtag today. We should start one right now. And here's what we're going to call it. We're going to say, YOLT. <laughs> just try it on for size. YOLT. It does not roll off the tongue. In fact, I recommend that you don't actually tweet this because you will receive ridicule. But this is more accurate. You only live twice. You only live twice. That's what Paul is saying. There's another age. There's something else coming. There's another world. This is not all there is. And actually, if you think that this is all there is, you're going to be tempted a little bit to not care very much about the future. You might live a little bit recklessly, but all of us should live with the understanding that you actually live twice. You live twice. Jesus is the one who did this first. Jesus, he died and he rose again to pay for all of our sins. You may have seen this meme from a while ago. YOLO, JK, BRB. <laughs> There's another life for everybody. If you don't know what that means, ask somebody who's under 25 and they'll tell you. The author of Hebrews says in Hebrews 9, just as people are destined to die once after that, to face judgment. Did you get it? People are destined to die once and after that face judgment. So everybody here, you got a death date. Hooray! Aren't you excited? I just wanted to encourage you this morning as you came to church. There's a death day that's coming and it's coming for everybody. All of us are going to experience, but so when it does, this says we're all going to face judgment. And in fact, as you read through the scriptures, I think there's two judgments. You face two different judgments. And the first one is the great white throne judgment. And it's the one where you're going to stand face to face with God and he's going to ask you a question. I don't know what it looks like exactly. I don't know exactly how it sounds, but, but he's going to ask you a question. We're all going to kind of have our day in court, as it were. And you'll stand there before him, and he's not going to ask about your sin, your many sins. He's not going to ask you, what you do wrong? How'd you mess it up? He's not going to ask you, how much of the Bible did you read anyway? He's not going to say, how much did you attend one chapel? Actually, he might ask that one, so you might want to be prepared. <laughs> he's not going to ask that. He's not going to ask any of those things. He's going to say something like this. What'd you do with my son, Jesus? What'd you do with him? Because he died for you. He died and he rose again. He shed his blood to pay for all your sin. And so it was free. It was his grace extended. It was my grace extended to you. And so you didn't have to pay for it. In fact, you couldn't. There's nothing you could do to earn it. It was just a free gift. He, we gave it to you. So, so what did you do with it? And you're going to want to say, oh, well, I, I received it. And I, and I gave him my full life in surrender in return. And by the way, you, you can say that still and not have, have not have lived a completely perfect life here on the earth. And it's still the right answer. And Jesus will, and God will say, 
That's the right answer. That's it. Come on in. Let's go. But then a lot of people don't realize this. There's a, there's a second one that comes. There's a second thing that happens, a second place in Scripture, I think, where God talks about the life that you lived here. And so this time it won't determine your heaven or hell, but it'll determine what your heaven is like. And so Jesus talked about this a lot, and it's called the judgment seat of Christ. And here's Paul talking about it in 2 Corinthians 5. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Here's how Jesus kind of talked about it, Matthew chapter 6, 27. For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. So he says, listen, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to pay you back. For everything that you did, for everything, the way that you live, I'm going to pay you back. Some of you are like, oh, shoot. No, listen. He's going to pay you back. So for everybody that's watching kids in classrooms today, Jesus is watching. For everybody that made coffee today, oh, that sweet nectar of heaven. Those people, <laughs> there's a special place in heaven for baristas. But anyway, for everybody that made coffee today to welcome you and provide hospitality, Jesus is watching. For everybody that, uh, that led a group this past week and welcomed people in their homes, Jesus is watching. For people that are giving their lives all around the world today, Jesus is watching. He's watching and he wants to reward. He wants to say, I'm going to pay you back for how you lived. I want to pay you back for how you served. And we all think, no, 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 no. No, I don't even deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. And he says, knock it off. Too bad. This is my world. This is the way I want to do it. I want to pay you back. I want to reward you. So Jesus talks about this as a motivation for what we should do here in this life. And he says, think about this. You're going to have this moment with me. And I'm going to say, I know what you did with me. How did you live your life? How did you live it? What did you do with your life? And you want to answer that question really well. In fact, it's a good question to ask yourself. How would you answer it if you had to answer it today? It's such an important idea in the Bible. It's a concluding thought in the Bible. All the way to the end, Revelation 22. He says, look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me. So I can't even wait for you to get here. My reward is coming with me. I want to pay you back. I want to give something to you, to each person, according to what they have done. So I think as a pastor, I have a responsibility to help prepare you for this moment. So I want to give you just a few mindsets about this life that you're living here. I just want to encourage you this week and this month, this holiday season, as we go forward and try to leave a legacy, I want to give you a few mindsets that I hope will make you ready for the next one. Here's the first one. I think we should live like this, just thinking I'm passing through. I'm just passing through here. We don't really live here like this. We're all just passing through. Listen, hey, if you're going through a really hard time today, this is really good news for you. It's temporary it's not going to last forever. This is all temporary. This is an important concept for us to remind ourselves. Don't settle for this. Don't give everything that you have into glory is in their shame here it is their mind is set on earthly things but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there the lord jesus christ he's saying you guys were only trying to live for the now live for what you wanted here in other words their minds were just set on the wrong place not set there just set here that's pretty tough though for those of us who really enjoy living here but i like my life i like my salary i like my house I like what's going on here, but the reality is all that stuff, it's just kind of a mirage. 
It's just temporary. It's not really real. Hebrews eleven fourteen 14 in the message version talks about those great heroes of faith and says of them, each one of these people of faith, they died not yet having in hand what was promised, but still believing. How'd they do it? Well, they saw it way off in the distance, waved their greeting, accepted the fact they were transients in this world, just like we are. People who live this way make it plain. They're looking for their true home. If they were homesick for the old country, they could have gone back anytime they wanted. But they were, a far, they, they were after a far better country than that, heaven country. And you can see why God is so proud of them and has a city waiting for them. Because he's looking for people who will look to there, not just to here. Second mindset, I just want to encourage you to have today. I hope it's helpful. Because I want you to think about this. My time here is short. Not just am I passing through, but my time here is actually really short. And Scripture talks about this all through the Scriptures. There's, there's references to how it's short. Now, a lot of us, we don't feel like that's true. Some of you are like, you don't know who I'm married to. I'm telling you, it's long. You don't know what my job is like. It's long. You don't know the difficult experiences that I've had here on the earth. It's long. I'm just telling you, in light of eternity, it's just going to feel like kind of a, a long weekend to us. James 4.14 says, why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist. It appears for a little and then vanishes. Poof, gone. Poof, gone. That's what your life is. Poof, gone. Kind of like the spittle that comes out of my mouth while I'm preaching. Poof, gone. That's why, you notice the only people that sit up here is my family? That's it. Well, it doesn't feel like it's gone. It feels like it's still here. But, but that is what our life is like. Boom, it's gone. It's just a mist. Your life is a mist. And so if you think, oh, I've got a lot of time here, you tend to squander it unwisely. If you think that my time here is short, you might start to be careful and use it wisely. Psalm 90, 12 says, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are and help us spend them as we should. It's just a reminder, everybody, time is short. Time is short. This life is short. And there needs to be an urgency to the life that we're living for Jesus. An urgency to the reality that we need to live our lives to serve other people. I'm 44 years old now, and for most of my life, I've been thinking about, what does the future hold? What's coming? What am I gonna do? What things are we gonna build? What are we gonna create? What are we gonna? And now, I'm 44. Oh. <laughs> and I'm starting to think, oh, there might actually be an end to all of this. What do I need to do to start preparing for the end, there needs to be an urgency about what we're doing. And then third mindset that I hope is helpful to you. I think that we should start living in a way that just says, I must then make the most of every opportunity. I'm just passing through here and my time here is going to be short. So that means I got I to gotta make the most of every opportunity that I have. Listen, this life is basically a, it's a test for what's coming. And you won't get opportunities to do stuff to help people on the other side. It's too late by then. That's why it's really important for us to start looking around now. Most of us don't really do that if we're honest. A lot of us, we spend most of our life kind of looking down and just doing what we're doing, trying to get through the day, trying to make it through, trying to get through the next fight with our wife, trying to get through the next thing at work, trying to get through the next thing that we got to make it through and not taking the time to look up. But this is the moment. Now you won't get these opportunities later. So lift your eyes, look around. Who at work really needs you this week? Who in your family needs you right now and needs your attention? Let's all start to draw our gaze away from our profiles and our feeds and all the things that we're trying to, to curate for ourselves, for everybody else to see, and start looking at everybody else and realize I got opportunity here, now, all around me, and I can take it because there will be opportunities that you will never get back. 
I remember when I was in college, I, uh, I was at the Tulsa State Fair, and I wanted to be a youth pastor. I knew from very young age that, that was the, the future for me, and so I, I'm always, I was always looking at teenagers. I was always studying youth culture and stuff, and I ran across these four teenagers while I was at the State Fair, and I, they're, you know, dressed kind of gothic, real dark, and lots of satanic symbols, and kind of seemed, and honestly, if I'm honest, kind of felt like they were into witchcraft and, you know, all the stuff. And I just thought, I've kind of felt this, I walked by them and I felt this pull. You need to talk to them. You need to say something to them. You need, and I just felt like God wanted to do something for them. But I'm, I'm a kid in college. I'm like, oh, I'm not even that much older than them. God, what do I do? And so I started the wrestling match with God. Uh, that's the hot dog, right? That's the hot dog that I just ate. That's not me. Surely you wouldn't want me to go do something. Like, what am I going to say? What do I even have to offer? What am I going to say to them? And so I wrestled with him for a while. And while I'm wrestling, I just decided, oh, I can't lose them if I'm wrestling. So, so I just followed him around. <laughs> I'm just like stalking him. I'm like, there's like, I'm like hiding behind trash cans. <laughs> They're getting on rides. I'm like, you know, trying to be cool off on the side. All the while wrestling, trying to figure out what am I going to say to them. At the end of the day, I didn't say anything. I chickened out. I couldn't do it. I felt terrible. I felt like I had disobeyed. I felt like I did something wrong. I missed, an, I missed an opportunity. Now, is God big enough to provide them other solutions that he was gonna use me to do, perhaps? Of course he is. But you know what? I'd rather not depend on somebody else to do it for me. I'd rather just take my opportunity now. I regret that night still, because what, what could have possibly happened there? I don't know. I don't know. That's the point. So I don't want any guilt or shame or condemnation on you. I just want to say, Hey, let's just take the opportunities. Let's make the most of every single one. Ephesians 5, 15, be careful then how you live. Don't be unwise, be wise. Make the most of every opportunity because the days, they're evil. So everything that we do matters. How we invest our resources matter. How we invest in other people, it matters. What we do and what we don't do, it matters because we're gonna stand before Jesus one day in that second judgment and he's gonna ask me that question, what'd you do? What'd you do? And make sure you don't confuse the two, please. The second one, it's different. The first one's totally free. God's grace to you. You just have to receive it. Receive it. Jesus paid for all your sins. It's extended to you, past, present, future. But the second one kind of looks like this, 1 Corinthians 3, 13. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. So the stuff that didn't matter, it's just going to blow up. It's just going to burn up. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will then receive a reward. So all the stuff that didn't matter, poof, it's just going to go up. All those hours we spent on Netflix, poof, gone. All of our social media usage, poof, it's gone. It's not gonna show up there. But what lasts, what really matters, everything that we did to invest in other people, everything that we did to work towards leaving a legacy in the community around us, that stuff will stay. It shows up in heaven and stays. It doesn't burn. And that means it really, really matters. And the builder brings the reward. So what really matters, everybody? Eternity matters. That's what really matters. Are we doing things today that are gonna show up there? So as we round the corner here, I just wanna give you three practical things according to what we've already talked about that maybe will be helpful to you. The first, would you join me now over the course of this holiday season? Would you decide that you're gonna join me and look, look ahead, not here? You're gonna look ahead to what's coming, not just look here. Not just be about all the stuff. If you get enamored with all the great stuff and the, the happy stuff of your life, one day, I promise you, you'll look back and go, oh man, I regret the time spent in that stuff. Would you just decide, I'm gonna look ahead to the future. 
Go through life looking all around, not here. And again, if you're having a really hard time today, I just want to tell you one more time, it's not going to last forever. It's going to be finished. One day, this journey, this trial that you're going through, it will be over and you'll be with Jesus. Your redemption, I promise you, is on the way. So look up, look to him, look ahead. The second thing I want to encourage you to do with me is, as we go through the holiday season, give up some stuff here for something better there. All of us have stuff in our lives today that we could just give up. And it wouldn't make any real difference to us. If all that matters is eternity, we all have to do this to an extent. Look, this is just a good life principle anyway. Like, if I want a six-pack, i got to give up some cookies. <laughs> That's just what I have to do. If I don't want to continue to build this keg that I've been working on and instead develop a six-pack, I have to change the way that I eat. I have to give up some things that I like for something else that I'm going to like. And you look around the world around you, everybody's doing this already anyway. Everybody's doing it. Every person I talk to, I'm intermittent fasting. (laughs) How about you? Oh, I'm keto. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Paleo? No, good for you. Whole 30? I knew it. Everybody's already doing this. You can't go out to eat with anybody anymore because nobody can eat anything at any restaurant. (laughs) Just go to the restaurant that you want to go to. (laughs) You can eat. You can eat. Okay, (laughs) good. Go to whatever restaurant you want, FaceTime one another, and build community that way. Whatever, there's a creative idea for you. If I, if I want to retire someday, I can't spend all my money. I just got to decide. I, gotta, I can't get everything I want. I got to make some sacrifices. So this is it. It's a great life principle, but it's an amazing eternity principle. It's an amazing thing for the life that's coming. All of us should have some things we can say, I can give this up now. Matthew 6, 21, uh, at the end of this passage, Jesus says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be. Wherever you put your value, that's where your heart is just going to go. Some of you today, you wonder why you look around and your relationship is not like the other people that are around you. Why do they have such a depth? Why are they seem like they're so into this thing? It may be that your value is placed in the wrong direction. And instead, we can cast all of our value in what's coming in the future that Jesus has for all of us and make a difference. And that's really the third thing. I'm just going to decide today, I'm going to make a difference. Could we just decide together as we go into this holiday season? We're going to make a difference. Because making a difference, it does not happen to you automatically. You have to make plans. You have to make plans to be able to give to somebody. You have to make plans to be able to go serve somebody. You got to pull out a Team One card from your cup. You got to write your name down. You got to stick it in the thing and say, Oh, Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing. And you stick it in there and you start making a difference in somebody's life. You have to have a plan. Leaving a legacy does not happen to you automatically. You got to make a plan for which feature presentation you're going to invite somebody to come and sit beside you. You have to make a plan for that so you can invite them. It doesn't just happen. So, as we go through the holidays here, I want to I want to give you <laughs> I want to hand you over three opportunities, three practical things that you can do to start making a difference. Thanks for joining us today. If God is doing something in your life or you're looking for ways to get connected, you can learn about groups, teams, and more at onechapel.com welcome. You can subscribe to future messages from One Chapel on your favorite podcast player. And of course, you're always invited to services every Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11.30. See you next time.